Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo. Conversations about life, beauty, and magic. Because talking it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. Hey, Jordan, are you ready to get woo with astrology and Mercury retrograde? Get us started with a super basic overview. What is astrology and why do we keep hearing about Mercury retrograde every few months? Okay, so a little bit about astrology in general. Um, I'm sure all of us are familiar with like a horoscope and maybe you know your sun sign, which is... Um, like if somebody says, what's your sign? Your, it's your sun sign. Yeah. And it's the month you were born. Or it has to do with like the month you were born. And there's 12 signs, but some of them overlap certain months. So it's like mm-hmm. halfway through a month to this time. And they correlate like with different planets that are their rulers. And mm-hmm. uh, But your birth chart has a lot more to it. And so to look up your birth chart, there's lots of different sites um, that you can look to to kind of find your birth chart. And then you can get a deeper understanding of yourself as well as others through using astrology, at least that's how I like to use it, is like to get a better understanding of both myself and others. And then there's also like sort of what's happening with the collective, which is also has to do with astrology a lot of times or all the time. It's always happening. Um, And so when you hear about like a Mercury retrograde, and a lot of times that people are like, is it a Mercury retrograde? Because like everything's going wrong. Well, it could also be an eclipse. It could also be like, you know, there's lots of different variables about things that are happening in astrology. There's a lot of different retrogrades even, but Mm -hmm. Mercury retrograde is the most common because it's the one we have the most. And so a Mercury retrograde typically happens about like three times a year, I believe. And also, please, again, not an expert. Like I have like a good common base of knowledge of astrology, but I am not an (laughs) astrologist. But Um, it literally has to do with like the planet Mercury, right? It's a planet like from where we are positioned on Earth, it looks like the planet Mercury is moving backwards in the sky. If you were to like look at it like through a telescope. Okay. So like this year we also have, which these happen about every two years and I almost really dislike them worse than Mercury retrogrades is Venus retrograde because it's like, it's, you're really not supposed to get your hair did and you're not supposed to like do anything crazy with your look. And like, I've you never may, even heard about you that. may not feel very pretty and your romance life may be like not the best. Mm. Like it's kind of like, the worst like that like those are the things I mean for me it's like I just want to feel beautiful and have a happy relationship so like please come on so we have one of those coming up this year but currently we are in a mercury retrograde and so these typically mercury is the ruler of communications so Mm -hmm. a lot of times this has to do with our technology it has to do with how people interpret us in conversation it has to do with how we interpret others in conversation it has to do with so a lot of times like during a retrograde you got in a fight with your significant other and your phone broke. Uh, broke. Yeah. It exploded. Or like accidentally texted the wrong person. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that's such a Mercury retrograde, like truth. And so it's a, like communication just gets skewed. But because the planet is moving backwards in the sky, it's also a really great time to reflect. And so mm-hmm. Mercury retrograde used to your advantage. And like the tech stuff, it's not fun. And just try to like keep water away from your computer and be mindful of like yeah. that things could go on the fritz. Don't pay it too much like attention. And then what you can do is like, it's not a great time to sign a new contract, but guess what? It's a great time to reflect on an old contract or it's a great time to like pay things that you like revisit things and pay them more attention. And also to just sort of like lean into that, like astrology, that's sort of like release, release and not so much pressure on yourself and like not trying to like do a bunch new stuff during the retrograde. But if you have like a project that you've been doing, it's a great time to like 
just double check it or, um, you know, and double check everything. If you're, pl- if you're doing a flight, double check the, that you booked the flight at the right time on the right day for the right place. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, I think you could easily get into this and be like, oh, okay. Like I'm excited about this and I'm going to like really take it for truth. And so now I'm not going to book a flight on a Mercury retrograde, but it's like they span. Yeah. I mean, you, there's no way you cannot do anything you in a retrograde. Still. You do still have to live yeah. your life. I mean, I think if there's things you can avoid, maybe you push them around, sure. like, you know, depending what it is, like maybe don't get married during your Venus retrograde, but Hey, if your wedding's been planned for two years, like do it. Yeah. What I don't if you know. weren't even into astrology then, and, then, then and just then you do got your into life, it and you then know? you're like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it's funny. Like last, I don't know, the fall, there was like a retrograde and I had wanted to upgrade Adam's phone for a really long time. And my scheme was I was going to get myself the new iPhone yeah. and then give him mine. And we were going to recycle his. And I like put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. And then I decide to do it. The day the retrograde starts, I'm like, I have to do it. Like I have to get my phone. (laughs) And it was so weird because I knew in the back of my head, like I knew enough about this stuff to know contracts and technology. That was like the stuff that stands out to me that everybody always says. And communication could be a little funky. Yeah. Um, But I like, I was like, whatever, like I'm feeling the call, like I have to do it. And it was like a compulsion. So that I like joke that I have a retrograde phone because it like wanted to come out on the retrograde. Well, maybe it's because it it was an idea you already had that you revisited. So maybe I was So you were just like completing something from before. Maybe, but activating my phone was horrendous. Like oh. it was definitely, there was like an, a, a weird thing that happened. And I spent like an entire day on tech support, like getting it ha- like hacked into and fixed. And it, now it works fine. Yeah. But it was like an issue that I was like, oh my God, I should have listened to my retrograde self. Like don't buy your technology, yeah. but I, it was fine. And then the same thing happened when I like updated Adams to switch it around and everything. It was like the same thing, the same issue happened. And I was like, well, I know how to deal with it this time around. But still it was like, this is retrograde at work. Like it just, but it's helpful to have that information. Like at least then I wasn't so frustrated because I like knew this is what's going on. But do you know why that happens? Like, is it just, it's because it rules communication? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like for instance, uh, Venus rules like love and beauty. So when it goes retrograde, you like, you know, maybe revisit a past look that you did that worked for you, but don't be trying anything new. Or like if you're, Mars is another one that goes retrograde every like couple of years. That one's been retrograde, I think in my side this last year. And Mars rules like um, work and drive and motivation. And so like it, like, when Mars is direct, it's a great time to like start your workout regimen, but don't do it. And direct here. is when it's like happening the way it doesn't look backwards. It's yeah. Like so it's like, move, it's regular. And okay. so like when you, when it's retrograde, it's not a great time to start a new workout. It's like, maybe it's a time to like be gentle with your body. Maybe okay. it's a time to not start a huge new work project or just know that your motivation is going to be pretty slim because you're going to feel a little bit like slow moving because that was like a really fast moving planet. And so another example of that is like Mars rules Aries. And so Mars as the ruler of Aries being this like driven, it has to do with why an Aries like you is so driven, if that makes sense. So whatever part you have Aries in or whatever part of your, like, there's all these different things. There's like houses and planet rulers and, you know. Who came up with all this stuff? Do you know? God, you know, I don't know. that. I mean, it's a really old history of astrology. I'm assuming it's somewhere around like Roman or Greek because. Right, and um, they were like studying all this. Yeah, it would have to be because they were studying the stars and they were coming up with all this and then all the names of everything happens to be like uh, God, you know, 
it's Roman. Yeah. Roman gods. So I would assume it's that, but I, 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 again, Wikipedia will tell you more than I can. Yeah. And so like when you're talking about your chart, like there's a few main ones, there's your rising sign, your moon sign. The ones today that I feel like have become like everybody sort of needs to know are your, uh, your, your star, your sun sign, which is like for you is Aries uh-huh. rising sign. Caitlin and I are both rising Gemini's yep. and then your moon sign. So a right, a lot of times when I meet somebody and, and they say like, I just met somebody who's a Gemini and I was like, God, she is such a Virgo. How is she a Gemini? And then I was like, can we look at your rising sign? And she was like, I'm a rising Virgo. Okay. That makes sense because you're presenting this way. David Bowie seems like total Aquarian to me. Like he is so out there and unique and like has such a different point of view, but he's actually a Capricorn son, but he's an Aquarius rising. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that he would present as an Aquarius. Like uh, Gemini and Aquarius aren't so totally different. So I don't feel like I necessarily present differently than I am. Um, But like a Gemini and Aries are kind of different. So like you might present as more like open and open-minded than your typical Aries. Mm -hmm. And that's because Gemini is your rising sign. Mm -hmm. Your moon sign rules like your innermost feelings, your, uh, your home life, your, um, your mood. And so that's sort of, and also that's the one that you think of yourself as that's sort of like deeply personal to you. Maybe not even like, I don't necessarily think of myself as my moon sign, but I definitely see a lot of those traits in a very like comforting, like have to have way. Um, okay. like, uh, like the way I like my surroundings, it has to do with like your, it rules your house and home and like typically how you like that sort of area and how, what you surround yourself with. And when you're alone, like sort of how you feel, I think that's like typically your moon sign. What's your moon sign? Oh, cancer. 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 That's right. And so those are just like kind of like some basic ones. And then there's like, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. Yeah. yeah. There's like, where's your Venus and where's your, um, which is like the rules, how you love and how you might be like perceived in romantic relationships. Yeah. And I have Aries in three of them. So oh, wow. I had like a reading recently and yeah, she was like, you have big Aries energy. Yeah. It's my sun, my Mercury and my Venus are all in Aries. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Mercury is the way you com- your communication style. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm like pretty direct. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and Venus is in love. As we discussed in the love episode, I was like perpetually direct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a little too hard. Your Venus is an Aries? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she was like, you just have a lot of Aries energy. <laughs> like there's not as much balance as, as some Aries might need. So what about like using astrology in everyday life? Because I feel like that's something that you not only in knowing you and doing this podcast, it feels like you already had a practice in that, but now you've mentioned that it's like a focus for you for this year. Yeah. So I did, I I always have done like some of these like year aheads. It started years ago. I had a client buy buy me an astrology reading two years in a row with the same woman. And she went over like my birth chart and just like about, about me, which I, you know, I'd done that before and felt like, okay, I feel pretty seen in this way. Like this reflects me. Mm-hmm. going over different aspects of my chart. And then she did like the year ahead and she told me such specific things like this month you're going to borrow money from your mom. And she could, and I had the chart in front of me and then I reviewed the chart a lot during the year. Um, it was like, you might get engaged around here. You might um, find out that somebody in your husband's family is pregnant right here. And it was well, like, like such a specific, it reading. was, but she taught me how to read it and in, in doing in studying it and listening to her. So I had a recording of what she sent me as well as the chart laid out in front of me. Wow. And she was, it would be like, God, I'm Jupiter, the planet of like gifting money is in, um, your 
house this right now. Like, I, I can't remember what it was exactly, but yeah. it was like, it, it. I could see what she was seeing in a way that made it a very tangible, real, like, reading. It wasn't like she was just pulling this out of her butt. And it yeah. also all ended up being true. So it was that's like, crazy. okay. Um, so that, <laughs> that alone was like, that's really interesting and really yeah. worth doing. And so this year, now I've gotten where I can kind of do it a little bit myself the more I learn. But I love Chani Nicholas because she she has these she does readings all the time throughout the year for like she really is big on doing it with like the moon cycles. So like we have moons that are each in different signs. And so that sort of is like you have a full moon in Aquarius and right. this means this, you know. And so what are you like what house is that in? How's it gonna affect you personally? But she also is interesting because she reads for your rising sign, uh-huh. which there's another astrologer, Nadine Jane astrology, yes. who's very popular. She also recommends you read for your rising sign. She says to do both, but she, she says does. to do rising first. Yes, because yeah. and that's the Which same same sense. as Chani Nicholas. So yeah. it's sort of and what I've noticed is there's typically I feel both People of them a little bit, but yeah. um, but I do tend to feel the rising sign stronger. So I've gotten almost more in the habit of like always reading reading now for both my rising and my yeah. uh, sun sign. Yeah, and so I think that's like really interesting. So I do Chani Nicholas year ahead, um, which I think you can still purchase. Actually, it's probably less expensive because we're a month down. Yeah. But, but it's a really worth doing. And also her new book just came out and it's basically like choose your own astrology adventure. So if you're trying to learn your chart, it has like, if your moon is in cancer, this is a paragraph. This is you. If Uh your moon is in this, this is about you. And her way of writing is so beautiful and nurturing and like power empowering that like, there's nothing not to love in any of it, but you'll also yeah. feel incredibly seen in using her book. So nice. highly recommend that. But I think like the benefit of doing like a day-to-day life where I use it the most is definitely like, I feel like I'm, you know, we just went through these eclipses in January and I can remember the last day of the the second eclipse was a lunar eclipse and everybody in the salon, I would listen to clients with their friends who were in the salon talking to me. So, so-and-so, can you believe we just had it out like this? And can you believe mm-hmm. like, it is, I mean, it is a big mood today. Like it was just yeah. going on at yeah. little pockets of the same conversation, like stress, anxiety, like- The like weather was the, crazy. It's like, like a, it's just it's everything. Just this, this energy of like, ooh, yeah. it, frantic almost. And mm-hmm. it's like so anxious. And But knowing that and going into that, knowing yes. that everyone on earth is feeling this collective yeah. horrible energy- it kind of made me feel more at peace with it sure. because I was like, if I can just get de- get to, to the 12th, yeah. it's going to go you away. You have like a decoder ring. It's like a decoder like, ring. Okay. I, yes. It's ha- it's still happening, but like it's yeah, like it when doesn't you know change that anything. you're PMSing versus when you don't know you're PMSing and then you have your period and you're like, oh. And it's sort of like, you know, got it. that first time I did the year with the lady on the phone, mm-hmm. um, I had a really positive year. The second time she told me some things that I didn't necessarily want to hear about the year ahead. Right. And it was sort of like, how am I going to do do that? Am I going to enjoy? Like, right? Like, is it better to not know? Especially better- in that order, where like then by the second year you like believe in it and you believe her, and you're like, it all came true, and now you're like, okay. But it's sort of like I would rather work with the energies and yeah. know than yeah. not, because what I found is like if I know the energy going into it, same with like tarot. If I get a month that's like 10 of swords for like October and I don't want to, I'm like, what is that month going to bring me? But I, right. and I dread it, but then I get into it and I see what it's about. And I also know that that's the energy going in and that can alter my perspective. And then I can like have a better view of it. So I try to view astrology like that. I like, I've said her name a billion times, but Lisa Stardust Astro, what I like about hers, even though she does silly memes, is she actually tells you what the planets are doing in her short little like mm. day daily thing. 
that's really where I check almost every day just to see. And I'm learning more about what it means when planets are like uh, conjunct and what it means when planets are, which I still, I can't fully like get break down because I don't fully understand, but it's like some planets work well together and some planets feel extremely uncomfortable together. So like, I think for instance, right now this year, Jupiter is in Capricorn, which is like good for Capricorn because Jupiter is the planet that rules like abundance, happiness, like joy, like in astrogeography, if you're on your Jupiter line, which means if you're in a city or place that is on the line or at the, encircles the globe that has Jupiter, it's like somebody, fa- you found a $100 bill on the street, mm-hmm. if that gives you any inclination about Jupiter. Right. But Pluto, and I think, is the planet that rules Capricorn, is like a very hard planet, like, you know, can be kind of like tough and whatever. And so Jupiter and Capricorn, it doesn't work the best, Hmm. if that makes sense. So it can make people discomfort, even if it's great for Capricorn in some regards, it's like it also, it creates kind of a tension Hmm. universally for the year. So it's like a growing year is what I've come to gather from what I've read, which is the Channing Nicholas and then the Astro Twins. I use their guide this year. Okay. They're like the two. Did you buy both of those books like in the paperback version or? No, I bought the, the Astro. Astro Twins I did in just like a digital iBook. Okay. Um, so you just flip through and it has all of the signs in there. So I think that's, it's a pretty good bang for your buck because it's a lot of information. And even month to month, they have like love finance and it's like a pretty long, like I de- it's definitely one that I'll revisit at the beginning of every month to yeah. see what's coming up. And then I'm now keeping a bit of an astrology journal with no pressure on myself, but like to write down big dates so that I can, and like the underlying energy for my specific sign. And then I also like, people like Nadine Jane or Chani Nicholas will do such a good job of creating monthly mantras or yeah, like, like new mood meditations or things that you, your sign should be trying to like call in. And they always yeah. feel so spot on to me. Yeah. And so I love like incorporating that into my life in bigger ways. And so that's part of this like astrology journals, what it's about. Yeah. And I'm incorporating tarot into it too. Cause it's like, I draw cards and forget sometimes, but sometimes they're so spot on to like all the other energies. So it's like worth. Yeah dissecting yeah is sort of how I feel yeah and it like that will boost your learning because now you're yeah. taking it off of your phone and putting it into a book and you're like when you have to write it down then you're learning it so yeah, yeah you're like studying it yeah and so I mean I can't even pretend to know like I like uh, the other day I was like I was like where are all my houses what are all my houses in because that like tells that it, what that's, is even a house the ha- <laughs> yeah, okay. again, those are numbers. Okay. So when you look at a chart, it's like a big circle. And in the center, you have like, there's little symbols. Each uh-huh. of them represent a planet yes. uh, in an area of your chart at the time that you were born. And so like sometimes people will draw lines to them or you'll see like your chart is heavy on one side. Like for instance, you having so much in Aries, yeah. that would mean you're pre- you are pretty Aries heavy. Whereas like yeah. some people have really like- Just everything. My chart's pretty much yeah. everything. There's a, a few things I don't have um, or don't mm-hmm. have much of. So, uh, you know, that's sort of like what you're looking at. And then your houses, each house rules a different thing. Okay. So like your first house is, I mean, I would have to pull up honestly, to look and see like, you know, 12th house is like home life or something. I mean, I'm okay. giving an example. I don't even know that that's true. Um, but so I'm trying to learn houses right now because there's a lot that can go on. And if you see what house it's affecting you in, then you can like have a more tapped in. So like the numbers okay. are going around in the circle. Okay. Showing You're, yeah. So yours, it, and I'm sure it looks different between like looking at where you look at, look at it for. So yeah. So for your instance, for yours, it's on the inside. So uh-huh. you have uh, Aquarius in your like 
ninth house right there. Okay. And so that would mean, I don't know what it means because I, I don't know yeah. about the houses, but like okay. I basically say that basically means like that your way of looking into that, like what planet you have in there uh-huh. and what, you know, what part of your sign you have in there, it means something about like, and so it's good <laughs> to look at like for the astrology for the year ahead. But I, I that's what kind of what I'm into right now is like learning to memorize the houses and like what they mean, because I think that that's super, I think that would be super helpful and just understand, like being able to really pinpoint what area of my life I'm feeling certain transits. Cause uh-huh. I've gotten to where I can understand what most of the planets mean. And that's, I think that has a little bit to do with like just a little knowledge of like Greek mythology. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and so I think honestly, it probably comes from that. It's really overwhelming. And I think it's like one of those things where, I mean, you take to this kind of information systems. and systems. Um, and I, I, I'm able to like figure things out in a way that works for me, but like you're able to like communicate them. But for me, the way that I use astrology is like right now. Yeah. Like if Nadine Jane like comes out with a cute little yeah. thing, I'm like, Oh, that's good for you me. You feel seen in yeah. that one little quip and quote. Yeah. And, and I think that that's it. I think why I like to know all of it or what's made me interested in it. And I've like really been interested in a really, really long time. Like, uh, I mean, some of the first things I remember Googling on Google or astrology charts of like wow. people I was dating, like very That's interested in it. Definitely never um, done that. Yeah. And so, and so like the, when I did those sessions with that lady, you know, and that was like maybe six years ago, just trying to understand in a deeper level how she was reading it. Because yeah. I think I can't stand when I meet somebody who like, is like astrology isn't real. And I'm like, okay. Um, because you know, and granted we all choose to believe in different things. So that's fine, whatever. But it's sort of like, they're like, all the signs sound the same. I'm like, do they? Like, it does an Aries sound like a cancer. Not really. Like soft-spoken, sweet, shy, indirect, direct, this, this. And then when you see how it plays out in people, like, I feel like when I read your chart, I see you. Yeah. I can see all the areas in your chart, you know, like, um, I think my communication is in like Pisces and it's like indirect oh, and like and secretive, which yeah. I lo- I'm very like guard your mystery and like yeah. be secretive, you know? So I yeah. think it's like, or wishy-washy, like I can be wishy-washy about how I feel, which is true. Like I do feel that way. And so I think, you know, even Nathan, the first time I met him, he's not into it. But then I was like, well, tell me your sign and I'm going to tell you three things about yourself. And I did. And I think even he was like, huh, you know, and we've never argued about it since <laughs> really. And that's a lot. So, yeah. you know, I think it's like, and maybe you don't want to know, but I think it's a cool tool. I yeah. do. I think it's a really cool tool. And I think when you're, when you know a little bit about what's going on with like the world around you, you know, a lot of people, it's like, well, they blame it on the retrograde or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's not the thing to do necessarily. Yeah. But also like, if it is a retrograde, like, how are you going to handle this? It's going to work best with that versus right. like trying to fight it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Using that energy leaning into it and like using it in a way that's going to benefit you and serve you versus like resisting it and fighting against it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, I've only ever had one reading and I just did it at the end of the year. And I don't think you and I have really talked about my reading. Uh Okay. So I did it with Leslie Galbraith, which is the astrologer that um, Ashley Wood's always talking about on her podcast. Okay. Um, So it was funny because she talks about Leslie a lot, like in Leslie's been on her podcast several times. And then, um, and I was like, oh, cool. And I like Googled her or whatever. And I didn't like, it wasn't like an easy, like, boop. It didn't pop up right away. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then like somehow on Instagram stories, like Ashley reshared something and somebody had like posted that they were listening to the episode with with Leslie and oh. then they tagged Leslie. And so then I went to her Instagram feed and like went to her website 
and she had like openings for a reading and the price was good. And I was just like, okay, I'll go for it. So we talked for an hour. I took eight pages of notes in my journal. Like I just like kept writing, like everything she said, I was just like writing down to where like now when I like revisit those notes, I'm like, okay, I sort of get it. But I'm also like, it was Did she give you anything to like look at or revisit? Well, so like we first started by talking a little bit about where we were astrologically like as a collective just to kind of like help set the stage. Yeah. And then she talked about like just a little bit about me like overarching, like what patterns and things are going, like have, are just in me. So that's like when we talked about like my big Aries energy, she was like, and I never knew that like I had so much like, yeah, but it's, it's kind of, cause when you talk about like, oh, well you're like rising and your moon playing like such different parts. Like I always, I sort of see what you're saying, but then I always would be like, but, but like Aries really sounds spot on for me. Yeah. But that makes sense because I have so much of it more in your chart. Yeah. Than just one. Yeah. But one of the, the stuff that she said, like for me now is like to be quiet, to listen, like pay attention to what's exciting. What do I want more of? And then she was like, what do you, what do you think 2023 will be like for you? And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, what do you see for 2023? And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see anything. Like, yeah. I, I haven't thought that far. So she was saying that like this year, it was a lot of talk about career actually. And she said that like, that's sort of what, what is like so present in my well, chart. That, that makes sense because that in 2023, Jupiter moves into Aries. Okay. And so um, it would make sense that that like next year is my year. And so I'm not worried about 2020, but all of a sudden I'm like, what is 2021? What's my big year? Yeah. Like what's my, com- it's like your debut. You're coming out. Uh-huh. You're like your abundance, you're yeah. like star in the sky. And so I get it, but that that's what it is. It's because it moves from my sign to Pisces. It moves from Capricorn to my sign to Pisces to your sign. Yeah. So it makes sense that like, that's your year. And I can remember a couple years ago, somebody mentioning like a couple years from now, Aquarius 2021, oh, you're really going to have it. Yeah. Uh, one of my YouTube astrologers, this like really sassy uh, New Jersey lady. So that makes perfect sense. That, yeah. Like that's your year. But well, it's, it's funny because she like called out. Yeah. Well, she like called out a few. She was like, there's a date in March that they like, something's going to pick up for you. Really. There's going to be something good. And then it's going to kind of like go back because it's like some of the retrogrades and things yeah. that are happening. And then she was like, it's building in 2021. It's building 2020. Like it's building. It's yeah. not like, it's not going to just, there's like an on-ramp and it's going to keep growing. But I mean, A, I still don't know what it is. Right. And then I also like, I kind of went into the conversation, like wanting to know a little bit more about like motherhood and my family and potentially growing our family and that whole like big question in my head of like, is there a third baby and all of that? And she like, didn't say anything. She was like, well, I mean, on some people's charts, there's like a huge family element where like, it's very clear that they were like made to be in a family with many cousins and they were like made to have like large families. And it's just like a huge, and she was like, you don't really have a lot of family in your chart. <laughs> she was like, you have a lot of community. You have a lot of communication. Yeah. She's like, you are a writer. You have a good way with words, which I was like, did you Google me or like, are you just saying no, that? No, that, like, that was like really that kind cool. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, there was a lot of stuff where I felt like very excited and seen, but then it was also kind of interesting because I like, I kind of had like this, like, okay, you know, tell me if I'm going to have another baby is when is it going to be? And then when she said 2023, I was like, 
is there going to be a kid in between there or no kid or like what, you know, like I just left with so many more questions, which is fine. Like that's like, you were like really wanting your like fertility tracker timeline. No, (laughs) really. I was just like, if you're going to forecast the future, can you tell me all of it? Well, I think the Jupiter stuff, it wouldn't have anything to do with the baby. So maybe you could have a baby, but for me in thinking about it, like my career is still so intertwined with that. Like there isn't, um, I think if I were a man, I wouldn't really be having any of those thoughts, sure. but in thinking about my career growing and then thinking about like family planning, they are the same conversation, but it wasn't, we weren't speaking to it. Yeah. So I was just like, <laughs> okay. And I kind of left the conversation wanting to do like a quarterly reading, which would be like a financial investment for sure. Like to do it that frequently, but I just kind of left thinking like, I want more of this. And I think it's a good way for me. It's like, it's really like having a personal trainer versus like going to the gym by yourself. Like it's a, it's a coaching of sorts of like, this is what's going on. This is what you can look to. And she would, she would like pop, she spoke for most of the time and she would like pause. She said, does that resonate? Or what does that make you think of? Or da, 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 da. And we kind of, um, yeah, I wanted to like chat with her more. I kind of got some vibes from her that she's like into Joe Dispenza and like some, like I I got like, yeah, yeah. I got these like hits that like, I mean, I don't know if they're accurate or true at all, but I right. was like, I just sort of like got these feelings of like, oh, like she and I could hang out. Like we could be friends. And yeah, like, yeah. But it wasn't a conversation. It was like a teaching, you yeah. know? And it was like, I don't know. It's just kind of like a funny feeling of like, should we, can we just go for coffee sometimes? Yeah. I want to be your friend now. <laughs> yeah. um, but she was really like positive and high vibe and just like, you know, because it is kind of a question of like, well, if all of this stuff is in the stars, then do, what do, do I just like, go with the flow or no, is that, I mean, we can, know, like, I think we can really choose like the opposite totally. of what we, I mean, that's what they say. It's like, this is a guide. These are the energies. Yes. You, like you might have a, like my year is supposed to be really fertile. Like it was like, this is a really time of like fertile. It's a really fertile time for you. It's a time of like creativity, but it may also be like, you may have a baby yeah. or be surrounded by somebody else having babies, yeah. like, um, you know, things like that. And then it was like, you might, have a year where you're like inwardly doing a lot of like, it's an in-between year. So I'm having all this like reflection and whatever, but does it have to be that way? No, I could probably do stuff that's like very different than all of that. But yeah, but it's like that same thing of like going with the current or going upstream. Like you can still swim upstream. And that's the difference Yeah, is sort of, you need to kind of hang out in child's pose and you're going to have that kind of a year. And so like, what does that mean for you and how are you going to do it? And so I'm already trying to wrap my head around that. Well, I need to do this and this, and I've got it, you know, I really need this and this, these boxes is ticked before I even try to have a baby and like do all this stuff. But it's like, actually, maybe you just have to like surrender and see what's going to happen. And whatever happens, like take it in stride and flow with that. And and then 2021 is your year. So yeah. Hey, who knows? What about like, I mean, we we did this episode a while back, the woo of you, where we talked about like all of the different things. So since that conversation and now like even being more into your astrology life, but also into your human design life, like how do you see the different things playing in together and are the like do you have practices of integrating them or anything like that yeah I feel like the human design aspect because human human des- design is based human on, design it has an element of astrology yeah. inside of it so like a lot of based on your chart yes yeah. yeah so so I know there's like a lot of Aquarian projectors which like doesn't surprise me because Aquarians are really good at understanding systems so are projectors mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like there's a most I think like if most astrologers as well as most human design readers are Aquarians 
Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Like that's re- that makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I think there is a lot of overlap in those ways. Human design, uh-huh. what I like about it, and to get back into that, it's a little bit, you can go, you're going to have to revert back to that episode because I'm not going to get into the yeah, huge yeah, yeah. breakdown. Yeah. But with human design, what I like about that is it's really just like we spend a lot of time if you can live within your design, which like so few of us are actually doing. And I think like that's the whole thing is like, it's actually pretty hard to live within your design your type and your and like and knowing and- these things about yourself and trying to you do the thing with human design that I think is interesting is it's not all like you should go with the flow of your chart it's you have these areas of weakness that you're always going to have and if you try if you just convert what you're doing just a touch like these little suggestions and it's not really crazy hard stuff to do right. it's it really requires you pay more attention I think like it's like energy management. It's energy management. <laughs> it's energy management. And when you when you do it, everything just is so much easier. Yeah. It's a, it's like a hard thing to do. It's a simple thing to do. And then, but when you live within your design, like when I'm actively working to live within my design, yeah. which I, I think if I did it for like a couple of years, I could probably get in a pretty good habit yeah. of like, here's, I'm waiting for this. I'm respecting my rest as a projector. I'm, yeah. you know, waiting for the invitation. To be honest, like you just listing all of that, like uh, you could spend a year just focusing on one, one and be like, okay, that now that's sort of a habit. Yes. And now I'm going to yeah. take this next it's a, one it's a lot of doing all of it at once. I, I Definitely, like when I first got my chart, I really put it away and felt a cert- some type of way about it. And then mm-hmm. I really went back recently and did some reflecting along with these my astrology for the year oh, ahead. Cool. Yeah. And in thinking like, oh, well, this is a year where I'm like going to be doing a ton of reflection and going to be like like doing some work on myself, like yeah. doing deeper work is what I sort of feel like my astrology for this year has basically told me. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, it's like I really like the idea of revisiting my human design chart and trying to incorporate some of that because I think I would actually have much more success in myself and with others if I respected that these things about myself instead of trying to be something I'm not, which so often we're doing because we're not respecting our sign or we're not respecting yeah. our type. Yeah. I mean, I think because we're like always drawn to like what we don't have, sure. there's just something like innate in us as humans to be like, oh, well, I want that. Or like, she seems like she has it all together. Da, 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 da. And yeah. like, we look outside of ourselves for that. Well, it's where- like you have all these areas in your chart and you're also the like, if I were to say like the things Kayleen wants the most in the world, it's like peace, calm, yeah. like surrender, yeah. which are not Aries traits. <laughs> But you know what I mean? They're not. Yeah. And so it's sort of like, it's an interesting thing. We're always going to want those things, but yeah. it's like knowing But it's that. also like, I'm, I I think that's because like, I'm drawn to like this sense of like finding equilibrium. Yeah. So it's like the water that douses the fire from the Aries. Sure. It's like that kind of like finding the middle ground between and, and that And that's energy. different than human design because yeah. I don't feel like, I don't feel like our charts are necessarily like something. I feel like in human design, you can see your areas of weakness and you have weaknesses in your chart, but I think that also is like just a part of who you are. And it's your, it's always like your communication style is always going to be direct, mm-hmm. you know, because you're in Aries and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, but that like, the opposite of that is like my projector prescription, which is like, wait for the invitation as opposed to like, knocking down doors. Yes. So it is kind of, it it does kind of answer that desire I have for like a calm and easier way of life. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think you could do things that oppose your sign. I think there's like things about your chart that with, that are not positive. Yes, exactly what you said. Your projectorness should balance out some of your areas tendencies and your, Mm -hmm. and there's something in your chart that makes you want to balance that out because right. I know a lot of Aries, like I have a good friend who's an Aries who like, he has no desire to change that, anything about that. He's not looking for like yeah. patience. He's not looking for more <laughs> calm. Like there's something, yeah. there's something else in there for you. There's also like the Like it's probably your cancer ener- moon. Yeah. And the masculine and feminine. Like I've just sort of like come out of a phase of life for like 20 years where I was like, 
more into my masculine yeah. and now I'm more into my feminine. Yeah. So that also plays into it. There's two people that I'm, I've mentioned like a million times in the podcast that I just really like the way they're threading in astrology. One is Ashley Wood from the line podcast. She has been like just talking about, she's not an astrologist. She's like us, you know, she's yeah. just like into it and learning about it and getting readings. And so as she's like expanding on it, she's yeah. talking about it more. And she has a super positive perspective on retrogrades, which I really like. She just talks about it being a good opportunity for rest yeah. and release. And so in that way, it kind of feels like the a full moon, you know, there's like some of that yeah. same energy of like, just like shedding and letting go and like not fighting the current. And the other person that I'm just love is Jess Fields and her human design stuff. Yeah. Just, like in January, she did a series for the full moon in cancer and then reflections for each human design type. Like what are the things that be, with this full moon in cancer and your yeah. Andrew type. It was really cool. So yeah. I just, I like it when people are starting to like thread it through mesh this stuff together because, yeah. you know, it's like it all happens together. Yeah. And that way you can find what resonates for you and what doesn't. And like if you're not into it or you're well, not. There's, there's a lot of people who do talk about, like, I know Lacey on her podcast, Lacey Phillips for To Be Magnetic, she and her expanded podcast, she does these little openings at the beginning and she does the same thing where she threads through a lot of astrology. And okay. one thing that I've, I've heard her mention, and I'm like, where are they getting this information? But I also want to dive deeper into it. She talks about like people with their manifestation practice, like this is so interesting, like Aries are the fastest manifestors. Uh -huh. Gemini's are the second fastest manifestor, which I find interesting because the only place in my chart where I have Aries is uh, on the work front. Like my oh. Mars is an Aries. So it's like basically rules my work life. So like what, and I've always been able to make things happen yeah. at any job I'm at. I'm like, I really want a promotion. And when I decide that it happens, yeah. it's very instant. And I've always felt like that. Like I'm a really good manifester at work. So it's interesting that that's the area of my chart. Yeah. She says, uh, Jim and I are the second fastest manifestors. I'm like, who's, who's saying this? Where does this come from? Yeah. Uh, Aquarians, I think are like middle of the road. And then she talks or like Capricorns are up there in the manifesting process, which makes sense too. And then she said like, this just sounds like she's been gathering this from her people. From It is from, it's from her people. She yeah. does like Danny Beinstein, I think is her personal astrologer and there's somebody else. But I mean, also her community, like she probably. Yes, but no, it's as if, it's as so if this is a real knowledge. The people are saying. And there okay. was that one of them that was like Virgo are uh, manifest best for other people. And, oh, and I have a little, my friend who I work with, who's a, Vir who's a Virgo rising. And I've noticed that that's something she's really feeling. We do our like little accountability group. And I, I meant to tell, I'm going to tell her this next time I see her because it was like a Virgo basically manifests better for other people than themselves. And, I, and it's like, have, and so it's like, does she need to get with a bunch of Virgos so that they can manifest <laughs> for, for each, each other? other? I don't know. But I, I want to know more about like that. Like, I want to know yeah. what that, where people are getting that and like how they're, I want to know why they're seeing that in yeah, there. I want to know what that, that means. Yeah, that is really interesting. Do you have any other, um, I mean, we've mentioned a handful of, of resources and people and sites and things. Do you have anything else that you want to um, recommend? Chani Nicholas, because she just launched her book, she also on her site just made a place where you can pull up your chart and it's pretty easy. Oh, cool. uh, CoStar, while I don't always love their day-to-day, -day, like whatever they're telling me about mm. how I'm unlucky in love, work, life, friendship, and everything. And you ate um, too many Cheetos <laughs> yesterday. Like it's just so absurd. Uh, it's always some like weird quote up at the top. Yeah. It's like so if you if you like CoStar, 
just send us a DM or something and let us know what you like but what about I it. Like about, I like about There is something I like okay. about it, which we is... We still use it. Which is that <laughs> I can easily access my chart and other people. So when yes. I want to look and at the houses save. or figure something out, I just go look there. That part is really user-friendly. And it's kind of pretty. Yeah. But that's in the back end. Like that's at the bottom or like the very behind tab. Like I just want to open just that part of the app. Like I don't want to yeah. look at the rest of it. I it's mean, I would say weird. if you're going to do your monthlies or your weeklies, then I would say the Astro Twins and their site is called Astro Style. And I would recommend, even their dailies are great, just little quips uh, to go look at. They also have them on Instagram and they do cute little like pictures, which is good. Uh, Lisa Stardust Astro is who I use for daily mostly because I like that she references the planets because I'm trying to learn them. And then Channy Nicholas, what I like about her, even if you don't ever buy one thing from her, go get on her newsletter because it's free and it's beautifully written. She really puts a lot of energy into it and it comes out typically with the moon, with eclipses, with major transits. And she really gives a ton of free content that like, frankly, she could charge for. Like, it's really that good. So she's definitely my favorite, hands down. But those are all my go-tos. I also, it's an oldie but a goodie. Susan Miller, Astrology Zone. She's got a good monthly. She's great. Yeah. I've been reading her stuff for yeah. a long time. Do, have you ever followed Heidi Rose Robbins no. on Instagram? She does a daily astrology note that she hand writes and takes a picture of and posts it to her feed. Oh. It's really cool. And it's like all I don't I don't know if I actually I think that's pretty woo follows her. I don't think I follow her on my personal one, but it doesn't even matter because I have a friend that follows her and she always posts her to her stories. Oh. And I'm like, so I I get like a curated version of it that's like it's like always right on. So that's a really good one to check out. And then I love Spirit Daughter and I've really been wanting to get into, do you do their moon guides? Have you ever done one of them? I keep saying I'm going to, but I just like haven't yet. But I think for me, like astrology and moon, it all kind of like blends together. I mean, the moon is ruled by astrology. Yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) There's also this book that I really want to get, but it's sort of like, I have to have a reason for it or maybe I can just call it in right now. But it's color astrology and it's what your birth color says about you. And so it's just a, it's like a coffee table paperback book. That's like this thick because it's every day of the year Oh, and each page is a different color. So you look up your birthday and it's, it's a picture for your birthday. And then it has like a little write up and it was like, it was somewhere, it was like at a restaurant or something. And I was like flipping through it and I was like, I really want this, but then it feels like a silly thing to buy because like, when am I going to use that? I don't know. On this podcast, I mean, we do a podcast about woo-woo stuff. We can have a color <laughs> the color true. episode. That's true. <laughs> um, what? Where can I find more information about the astral geography stuff? Okay, like, what did that. You- okay, that is a, something that there's a woman on Lacey Phillips. Actually, that might be Danny Beinstein, and there might be a different woman. No, Dara Dubonnet is her name, and she does astro geography. Danny Beinstein is the astrologer. Dara Dubonnet is the astrogeographer. You can get a reading with her, although I think it's gotten quite hard to get in with her. There's other people who are doing it. What you can do if you just want to know is you look up your stuff just like you would. There's websites and it will show you a map of the world um, and it will have these brightly colored lines going all the way through Uh the world based off of where you were when you were born. You do have to know where you were born, your birth time, all that. Yeah. So it like basically sprawls out from where you're born, encircles the earth. So like I might have a Jupiter line in three places if like some of it might just all be in the ocean, but most of some of it's in New York. And, you know, I could also live lower on the map, maybe in like the Carolinas. Like, I don't know, you know, it has to be direct. So you can see like where your lines are and then you can learn about 
like what the lines each of them mean. So like cool. if you li- you don't want to be living on your Pluto line. So if you're living somewhere and you're having, you feel like you're always beating your head up against the wall and like nothing's going right for you and you might be on your Pluto line, which is like not ideal. Like Uh-oh. that was me in New Orleans. I don't know if I want to look that up. I think you'll be safe because where were you born? Uh, in California. You should be okay because typically it's not that far from where you were born that okay. your Pluto line. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. I don't know. Just that that's what I think is right. So well, you're a pretty solid hobbyist. I will say that because you've given us a lot of great information. Oh, good. Well, that's good. <laughs> Until somebody listens and they're like, this girl doesn't know anything about it. That's why we call it pretty woo. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not completely Not completely woo. Woo. <laughs> Okay, friends. So now are y'all feeling the astrology and retrograde vibes? Let us know what resonates from today's episode and if there's any topics you want to request for the future. Yes. And a reminder that our next Woo Letter comes out with the new moon on Sunday, February 23rd. Woo Letter is our monthly newsletter with inspiration and intentions, episode recaps, and a playlist to enjoy. Subscribe by visiting our website, thatsprettywoo.com, or DM us with your email address and we'll get you in. We're at That's Pretty Woo. We'll be back next week with a conversation about intuition, inner voice, and woo wisdom. See you then. Bye. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo. Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff. That's Pretty Woo. woo.